Carla, the Carl is the fire, and Wang Wang is the language. Wang, you know, a new language. And so Carla Wang, it means a few different things. So it means fire talk, but fire talk, um, you know, the way my auntie Liz talks about it is that fire talks us into action. You know, when we speak from that fire, we speak from that heart, fire in our gut. You know, we speak the truths and that, you know, the other connotations of that fire, you know, it's things into action. But also, you know, in this modern world we live in, especially with COVID and all the isolation going on, big sister AJ is big podcaster, big Instagram influencer, who is very influential for me. Um, she talks about the digital fire because, you know, we can't sit around the fire now and yarn about these things and talk about what's important. And so through this mediums of social media, we create our own fires and we let other people join our fire as we talk about what's important to us. That's, that's what we're doing here. We got our own fire and we're setting our agenda, what we want to talk about, uh, what's important to us and what we think, you know, some people might want to join join sit behind us or sit next to us around this fire that we talk about you know these things that otherwise are hard to get access to or un- unavailable so that's that's basically what that Kerala Wank means and what that what that those words mean for me and I think it's fitting for this this podcast where all of us have talked about you know what what, what this means for us and it's about sharing alternative perspectives in a very you know in, a, in this colonial dystopia we endure every single day. Um, there's, it's just clouded by white voices, and the voices, the black voices that we hear, are only promoted by white people because it's, you know, appeasable for them, or it promotes their own agenda. Mm. Um, so unless you got access to the radical uncles or aunties or pops and nans, it's hard to get access to any any content that promotes something that is adversarial to this, you know, supporting this white these white institutions in this white dystopia, white agendas. And it's just so ingrained that it's easy for that to be in our subconscious and for us to unconsciously be contributing to this white beast is still occupying our lands and still you know, perpetuates this genocide that we are survivors of um, today and tomorrow as we wake up, we're survivors again. Welcome to Color Wonk, episode one, sitting here you're listening to Karen Cox, the host, and I'm joined today by Aaron Sutton, Emil, and Jack Collard joined all the way from the East Coast. Whereabouts are you? I'm the Gold Coast here, Burley Ed, Yagamba, Yagamba country. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? How old are you? And what makes you you? Who is Jack Collard? Jack Collard, Nyunga man, ancestral and cultural ties to Wajok country, Burulu, all the way out to Baladong country. Um, all the way through to Wave Rock, that New York country there. And what makes me me? It's a big question. I don't know, like everyone else, what makes us us is what we've absorbed, you know, like that wood. You know, what we absorb around us, what we've seen, what we've heard, what we've gone out of our way to see and hear and to feel. Yeah. Um, and I've been really blessed to be surrounded by some, you know, pretty strong young leaders. Um, but also in recent times, you know, through, as I was saying before, big sister AJ, you know, lots of other strong black people online and whatnot, you know, been able to travel the world in my, in my role with the United Nations and be exposed to these indigenous people all around the world who are still fighting that fight despite everything that we've been through. 
tell us a little bit more about your role with United Nations and I guess your involvement because you're playing a special role at the moment, aren't you? It was, it was a sort of serendipitous entrance into the into that space. I went along to a public lecture, you know, with my dad. My dad said, go introduce yourself to that lecturer who was Professor Megan Davis. And I said, this is what I'm studying, international relations, political science. And she said, do you want to come intern for me when I go over there? So she was an expert for the expert mechanisms on the rights of Indigenous peoples, and which is a session that happens every year in Geneva where mob from all around the world talk about human rights in their country, in particular Indigenous rights and what's going on and what's not going on. And it's a, it's a space where they can call out their governments and use that space to cause or catalyze some change with that peer pressure system, which is the United Nations. And so I was lucky enough to tag along and it just blew my mind uh, after spending years and years, you know, this colonial dystopia, um, you know, enduring the colonial education system um, and being fed all these lies about who my people were, who my people are, uh, who we represent and what we do. And so being there and hearing, you know, the leading scientists, hearing the leading human rights experts, whoever it was, these these powerful people looking at Indigenous peoples as, as the solution, you know, to the most pertinent issues in the world, which is, you know, everything related to climate, climate change and um, climate devastation and everything associated with that, um, looking to us as, as the solution and seeing these powerful Indigenous people from all around the world flying into Geneva to plead their cases so that they could live the way that they know is the right way. And it kind of was a huge paradigm shift for me. Um, you know, I went to a private school. I was one of the only black fellas in that school. Um, so it just blew my mind uh, to try and look at that situation in a different, different light. And it just led me on this journey where I'm right now, where I realized how absolutely messed up everything is around us, especially in Australia and how we're, in, we're taught to not second guess this stuff. We're taught to think that these technological advances are good for us. Um, you know, where, where do I start? It's just, it's, it's, it's a lot. But um, that paradigm shift that happened uh, has led me on this journey now where I realise our Nyunga ways, our Indigenous ways of knowing, being and doing, the way we interact with the world, the way we look at the world, it's the values that are embedded in our culture which are going to be the answer to these, solu- to these problems we have in the world today the band-aid solution. So shift towards our, our ways of knowing, being and doing. Um, that's the only way of addressing these issues we see all of around us. So, yeah, that's a little bit who I am at the moment. You are a man with many interests, many different things that you're passionate about. I'm going to introduce Emil. Could you please tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Emil Boxer. I am a proud Wilmington man from... Uh, my country, which resides in the Central Kimberley region of Western Australia. I'm also a Western Australian, like uh, um, Ormondray land uh, resides just sort of near the, um, you see the top half of um, the Great Sandy Desert. So I'm from um, a desert country and I grew up in a very, very um, remote community called Yakanara for the first 11, 11 years of my life. So yeah, I um, grew up a lot of um, uh, uh, very important the context, I guess, that really um, supported my identity as Indigenous man. Um, when I was very young, 
so yeah, it was like the like the like the school I went to, um, the, the community school was there was like only indigenous students and like the only <laughs> in the community at the time I think when I was growing up there was about 250 people so it was quite small. It was about 80 k's bush drive from like the nearest town which is Fitzroy Crossing. Um, yeah, and I think I really 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 uh, I think benefited from that environment. I think we have these conversations heard by more people because I think I know how much we as individuals benefit from them. But otherwise, um, in regards to myself, I'm a very, uh, I don't want to say an emotional person. I guess I'm just very comfortable. Uh, comf- I think I'm just like a normal human being. I'm just really comfortable with expressing myself from an emotional standpoint. We get very uh, excited and hyped in a lot of situations, particularly sporting context. Um, Jack and um, Aaron know about things. We did games together and we just like, you know, we all just feed off each other and just go off chops. Like, energy. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I'm a very, very caring person, I think, because um, I just really, really, I think one of the, one of the big bases is for my, I think, concern for everybody else's, um, not concern, but my care factor is so high because I think I just am very aware of how, like, complicated and difficult, like, this sort of life that we live can be, and I think I just want the best for everybody, and I just know everybody at any one time is just really doing their best. Can you please tell me your name and where you're from? So I'm Aaron Sutton. I'm a proud Warramunga man from um, Northern Territory, Central Australia. It's such a it's such an interesting question too to start off with and so, so many different things that make us who we are. So it's hard for us to pinpoint it because you kind of don't want to box yourself in. I find some of my biggest frustrations in life is when I'm misunderstood as who I am because people uh, go, oh, but you're you're just doing this or... You know, this has got nothing to do with what you're, what you do. Why do you care about this? You know what I'm saying? So, I get so frustrated because um, uh, why can't why can't I have multiple interests or why can't I have multiple? I don't want to say multiple directions because I feel like all my directions are heading in the same direction. That I have multiple things going in that same direction. I feed off the energy. I, I love giving my energy, um, and I, that's why I feel these conversations are going to be awesome. Um, and yeah, just that energy that we already share when we talk to each other and we're having whatever, if it's about sport, it's about some uh, really interesting topics, uh, that energy, we just feel the energy and we just, we just feed off it together. Uh, I think it's great. And I think the listeners are going to love it the most. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know what else to like deliver, like what else to talk about. I'm a, I'm a medical student. Um, I came in as a mature age student, so I spent a long time in my life learning and making mistakes. Um, and it wasn't until I got older when I started to think, um, like instead of worrying about making action or taking action, instead of like talking about all the things I wanted to do, I started saying, just do it. And so now I, I find myself more, um, instead of building up all this energy and keeping it to myself, and I find myself building up the energy and going, all right, let's put this energy into where we're trying to go. And then that's that's the main thing. Yeah. And as we go on, we'll talk more about other things that we do and stuff. And then uh, the last man, the man, the, the host, tell us. Oh, geez, what an introduction. <laughs> I love that. My name is Karen Cox. Um, I live in Perth. I'm a Noongar man. Uh, my family's from down south. And then on my mum's side, they're up from Geraldton Ways, so Yamaji Mok. It's, it's hard. I'm usually the one holding the microphone, asking, asking the, the questions. questions. Right. Right. So now I'm on the other side and it's not as easy, but I guess I would say I'm a storyteller. I'm a person that likes to ask questions and, yeah, I like to conversate with people and get discussions going because 
I feel like that is what can break stigma sometimes. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and I feel like, yeah, I've just been really excited about finding a new platform for Aboriginal people and there's not many out there. No. So I thought, you know what we could do? Let's find some deadly black fellas and let's put our minds together and let's have a conversation that can hopefully transcend and reach young people and who knows who we could talk through to and change their opinions or encourage. But, yeah, I guess that's why that's what encouraged me to get into podcasting slash interviewing slash journalism. Um, I love getting the, the story out of people because I feel like sometimes, as you said, people can get boxed in and you can just kind of get an opinion of someone without actually getting to know them. But, yeah, that's what I would love to do with this. And, yeah, I'm here to find some wicked yarns and some wicked stories yeah. and to find that Kailawank fire. So we brought ourselves together because, quite frankly, there's a really – big day on the calendar coming up next week. Mm -hmm. I call it survival day. Some other people call it Australia day. I mean, the date itself is January 26. Yep. And tonight we're going to have a really good conversation about it. Yep, yep. We've all got different point of views. We've all got different life experiences as we've just spoken about. But I think between us four, we're going to start a fire tonight. Yep. that can hopefully transcend to these young fellas so that they don't have to have these conversations and feel boxed in. Yeah. Jack, I'm going to go to you over there in the East Coast. Could you tell me your thoughts about Survival Day, January 26, and can you tell me about how it makes you feel as a black fella living in Perth? Yes, over the years, my perspective has changed a lot. Um, I remember my dad, you know, was referring to it as survival day. And it wasn't until, you know, university really truly understand and comprehend the magnitude of what that meant. Mm. To survive. To survive what? And, um, you know, as I got older, I realised that it wasn't a past celebration of what we survived. It's the fact that we survive every single day. Mm, ongoing. And that, that's, that's not hyperbole at all. That is um, the reality because we're still getting locked up. Our kids are still getting locked up and taken away from their families. You know, we're still facing this genocide, this cultural genocide, as our culture has been misconstrued into these tokenistic means of expression and appreciation to appease and to perform for white people, mm. um, to perform for white people. And that's at the crux of a lot of our problems mm. um, is that we're still at that stage of colonization where we appreciate white people too much. We appreciate the validation too much and the way in which the power dynamics in the world exist is that they have or a lot how of how they feel. Mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah, we care saying, about white yeah. people full stop too much. Mm. Um, you know, it, it starts from the first day they came here. Then I went down that river and we looked after them because they looked sick. <laughs> we, cared, we cared about them then. Mm. Imagine if we didn't. Plus, the other um, thing as well, you know, like, it, it's so frustrating too because it's like, this is a, um, why isn't this a continuous conversation all year? Like, why does it, Mm -hmm. always harp on so much now 
You know what I'm saying? Like every year it comes up to this and it's like, do you celebrate? Do you not? Is it invasion day? Is it survival day? Is it a straight? Like, why isn't this an ongoing conversation? Why do we talk about it now? We bookshelf it. And then all of a sudden next year, we're going to talk about the same thing. Like, it's, it's, it's because white people like to have a little 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 time where they can appease their guilt and they can put it in their calendar and they can have a little date where they they can be that vulnerable or they can be gammon, you know, vulnerable um, about the steps they're taking internally and then they express that externally. But the reality is they're not doing anything about it. Mm. Um, and they have the privilege to only have one day to talk about it or to not talk <laughs> to about it. Pick and choose, yeah. But for us, we're, yeah, we're surviving every single day. Mm. And for me, um, you know, it's, it's good. It's a good coming together date um, where we can come together and celebrate our survival. Um, but in the same breath, I feel like it does box us in into that one day. And then we go back to our nine to fives where we're working for white people, yeah, where we're serving white people. Yeah we're supporting these white structures and these institutions. We're validating them. You know, we go dance for mining companies because they give us a bit of money. Mm. We give them welcome, welcome to countries because they give us a bit of money. And that's how we spend the other 365 days, 364 days of the year. Mm. Bryce, you um, making me bite my tongue because I want to jump in and talk about that stuff too, but yeah. <laughs> trying not to sling yeah. it up to the track there, you know? No, bust yourself. Bust no, because it's true though, like uh, they want to do that, but it's just because they're trying to show that they, they're they connected to us, you know? That, oh, we're nah, giving we, that we, connection. We do good for you, Blackfellas. Like, Blackfellas, look, oh, look what we do for Blackfellas. Oh, we got them here doing dancing. Oh, oh. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's gammon. It's not, it's not real. It's, and, and it's detrimental to everything we want to do. Mm. And we, we, we overlook that. We give it at the blind eye because i got to put food on the table mm -hmm. and because I can't get food because they killed all of our native animals. Mm. You know, they destroyed all of our native plants, all our medicinal plants, all of our farms, you know, all across Wadiok, New our country, Perth, that Bulu area, there were big yam farms, there were big fish traps mm. and they destroyed them all so that we had to go to them to get our food. Mm. to get our rations just to survive and that cycle is still going on today uh, but yeah. it's not as obvious not even with and them, we are subscribing to that relationship the whole reason why they're nurturing yeah. that relationship like filter the water to go out to farmland you know what i mean like they stop the flowing mm -hmm. flowing you know what i mean like people don't think about it that way they're like oh there's a boss dam out here we can go and visit and look at it but then that's why so aaron tell me about exactly. your perspective about australia day has oh. it changed as you've gotten older? So if I'm being hundred percent honest, man, like I never sell, like I didn't even understand like in primary school, I know they made us go and do stuff. Like I'd never understood what's going on. You know what I mean? Like uh, it's probably my fault. I didn't pay attention at school much, but um, I don't remember celebrating anything. You, you know what I mean? And then like, um, it wasn't until I got older and then you got friends in high school. Oh, what are you doing? We're going down here. Like, and I honestly, I can't remember until I was much older that Australia Day was on the 26th of January. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't something I celebrated. It wasn't in my calendar. Um, and I mean, that leads to so many other things because I often found myself like, am I Australian? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. is this a day that I celebrate? Like I live here. Mm -hmm. Do I identify with that? You know what I mean? And then like, and to be honest with you, I had a, a lot of stuff growing up where I was like, um, 
unsure of my identity, which a lot of us have, right? Through life in general. Um, and I always felt, and this is bust out too, because I've spoken to other mob and they're like, you know, sometimes some mob feel a bit shame, you know, um, identifying as being indigenous. But I was so embarrassed to identify as a white person. You know what I mean? Like as a Australian, like I was like, oh no, no, I'm a black fella. And I start telling you, I start telling you about all my other like, you know, like, oh my mum's my mum's family is Russian and Mexican and like just everything furthest away from identifying as Australian, which is bust out, like because it, it a lot of other people don't think about it that way, you know what I mean? But then like as I've gotten older, like I've got kids, right? So they know, they talk to their kids at school, their friends at school. And um, the conversations I've had with them is like, it's not a day that we celebrate. You know what I'm saying? And they're like talking to them about why um, necessarily. And we haven't had the discussion about uh, invasion or survival day or anything, but we just talked about like, this is the day that they want to celebrate. So the way I take it, right, is that Australia Day is for us to come together as a country to celebrate being Australian. And so what I tell my daughters is, I don't feel like we're a part of Australia. We're not an appreciated or recognised part of Australia. And then that's what made it amazing to me in preparation for this Australia Day. My 10-year-old daughter asked me, why are the Aboriginal flags not up? Why is there only Australian flags up? And I said, well, that's part of it, right? Like that's part of the reason why we start to think, like, are we, are we a part of this? Is this for us? Why, why are we not represented at any part? And then everyone's like, well, that's your flag too. Well, no, it's not. It doesn't represent us. Mm. The Union Jack's got nothing to do with us. Like, you know what I mean? So it's, it's tough. And so I've, if I'm being 100% honest, haven't really ever celebrated it either side and then um, not partaken in the day at all. Just had the day off because it's a public holiday. Um, and then just do family stuff, hang with the family. Um but then as the girls have gotten older and they know that fireworks run and they want to know why they can't go and see the fireworks, that's like, because I don't want to celebrate what this stands for. And then we start having those conversations. So I think that's where, that's where I look at it. And like, we've talked about it a million times, you know, what can be done about it? You know what I mean? And that leads to some interesting conversations too. Cause it's like, when people ask me, they ask you, Right. What do you want? And I'm sitting there like, to be honest with you, I don't give a fuck. Like I don't kick like this. It's just a public holiday. We're trying to find a reason why we can have a public holiday. Like at the end of the day, like, is it just, if we could have a day where we could celebrate what it actually means to live in this country together, like a United day, then I guess I could be behind that. And it represented every single person that's in this country. Sure. Um, but the whole change the date thing, I'm not with it. The whole having an Australia day, I'm not with it. Um, I understand Invasion Day and Survival Day 100%. And if those things were happening more, I would take my kids to those a lot more. Like the one in Fremantle, I've taken the girls to a couple of times. Um, but yeah, like, what do I want? Like, it feels like there's a lot of energy being put into this um, conversation, not a lot of energy being put into action about making a difference. But that's just me. Ah. Jeez, I feel like you really just hit the nail on the head with that conversation and your last <laughs> sentence. So I, I didn't want to, I feel like I was the only one yarning up there. Nah. I was like, oh, boss, we were listening hard, bro. <laughs> I reckon that was solid. Emil, tell me about your perspective. Have you celebrated it as a young person? Give my perspectives of what, like, it was with me, I guess, growing up, I think. And it was, I never really, like, 
I think similar to um to Aaron, I guess at least all through primary school and probably until maybe like year nine. I don't even I don't think I understood knew what it meant for Australia Day. I was kind of like it was just not in my like you know developing mind. I was I think some of um, then I think it literally like literally it just I started to become much more aware of literally because of like Australia Day parties I think that's the yeah. start in high school I think I remember when I was like 15 or something or other um, we got, I got invited on Facebook to this Australia Day party and I was like oh yeah I'll see you because you know that I think that that like the going out socializing party and culture like starting in that probably 15, 16, 17 year age range in school I started when I entered that space that was sort of becoming more uh, put in my face, I guess you could say. Yeah, and I think I, and I went to this party and I was like, oh, you know, so, 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 this, like, um, not Asian Australians, like, draped all over the Australian flag and colors and whatnot, just having boss time. And I think as, and as, a, as a young teenager, just, um, I guess, everybody just wanted to be a part of all the action, I think, yeah, instead of really, you know, like, from a deep understand, um, deep standpoint, like, what the basis for what we're celebrating is. And I think I, I, um, I think I was about, not very long after that, I think I was about 18 or 19, where I just, like, after I became much more informed about the, um, uh, what it represented, I think it, um, at least I just didn't, I think Aaron as well, similar to you, I just didn't feel like I fit the box for the type of person to celebrate. Like, I just feel like there are aspects of what it meant to me, and I was just being, I think that was one of the things, well, being Indigenous, there's such a, knowing the context of Australia for Indigenous people, I think it was just really difficult for me to, for me to be like, um, Oh yeah, no, this represents because it didn't feel like that it did, or just like I think, and at least all the people who were celebrating it just didn't were very like um, uh, all the other issues that were occurring in this country. I think to do with like um, indigenous people just weren't being addressed by them. Mm. So I feel like they were being very um, like we mentioned before, very like selective with what we celebrate. So I think Jack mentioned before like the um, appeasing um, particular people with not becoming like you know and try not to quote unquote fulfill stereotypes. I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, and I think, um, and I guess, knowing I guess a little bit now, um, how much that uh, navigating that space can be exhausting for us, I think. But I wasn't aware of the time, so when I did become four or four, like I also was typing up big statuses on Facebook, all that jazz, <laughs> like 16, 17 years old, and being very, like, very emotional, very, uh, what's the word, expression through through those mediums. And I think it was very, I think now that I'm now knowing, like it's almost like, not cringe, but looking back on it, I think I was now knowing how much more informed I am and how much more articulate I am. I guess a lot of what I was doing is just expressing my frustration at this, whereas now I can express my ideas in a way that's productive, I guess you could say. Not to say it was, wasn't productive then because I did release a few things, but I guess as well as release, you want to have perspective shifts and meaningful conversations as well. I just became too frustrated with not having the other aspects of or the issues, I guess, that people face. We harp on heaps about like suicide, chronic illness, housing, poverty, all that sort of stuff. And I think all these issues occurring, and everyone's like, fuck yeah, we're still speeding their chest for Australia. It's just like, what are you not doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I saw that on something you were just saying there is like young, young mob, like yeah. when you message up on being making status in there. I see it now, like, I see young mob really busting themselves. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And in my mind, I'm like, I want to say to my like, bro, it doesn't even matter. Like, yeah, honestly, yeah, like yeah. your status isn't going to change the opinion. Yeah. Like, if someone's writing something on Facebook that you don't agree with, yeah. delete them. Like, yeah, yeah, get it yeah. done. But, like, at the same time, I'm like, there was a time when you were the young fellow. Yeah, yeah. That. You're just like, like, F this, bro. <laughs> I'm trying to be as articulate and as reasonable and as um, detailed as possible in talking about these things. 
because I try and I want to give the people I'm speaking with usually I'm doing with people to understand where I'm coming from. And I think what um and sometimes I'm like, hmm, am I like trying to appease you? Am I trying to make people yeah. least uncomfortable, like as feel a little discomfort as possible? Or am I actually trying to have like a meaningful detailed discussion? And as well as that, am I also giving myself not not disservicing myself with how much this impacts me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was really interesting when you said it because you just said that you don't have to have these conversations. And I think like, you know, we spoke about investing externally versus internally to the mob. Yeah. And I think like using our, because, you know, the amount of energy we have is finite. And when we do have these discussions, they do become draining. And I think also we're learning how to manage that has been a real process. Um, I've become much more uh, informed about it and much more uh, taking that energy usage much more seriously. Right. So that's where, um, yeah, I'm trying to, yeah, that's what sort of where I'm trying to hop into my video. I can really relate with you in the sense that when I was a young man, I used to post on Facebook trying to express myself as well. And now I've turned into a writer slash storyteller. So it's like, I feel these mediums like Facebook, Instagram, they can be a nice platform for people to express themselves. But it, it comes back to what you said, Aaron, how can we make it more meaningful rather than just another like, let's yeah. say, how can we get to the crux of it and try to do something more meaningful? Me personally, with January 26, it's been a bit of a mixed bag with me. I can relate with Emil in the sense that I went to a lot of parties. I feel like it's pushed in a way, especially because I went to a private uh, boys' school, almost like a run of the mill, like you were just expected to kind of be a part of it and listen to the top 100 countdown and just kind of vibe with the boys. Yeah. Mm. But I've gone from that perspective and seeing how people enjoy their Australia days and and then I've grown a little bit from that. And every year I feel like I'm discovering new information that I didn't know and trying to, I guess, center myself as to how I really feel about this discussion because for some reason I feel like it's the most divisive discussion in our country. And as Aaron said before, it's just a cyclical thing. Every January 26, we have the same conversation. <laughs> And no one does anything with it, mm -hmm. right? So let's do something with it. Yeah, yeah. Can I, can I ask a question though real quick? And this is to everyone. Like when you see the flags, because like Australia, Australia, like we see Australian flags majority, like every day you probably see one, right? But Australia Day is coming up to Australia Day is when we start to see them everywhere. Mm. You know, Frick's got um, shorts on, thongs on, shirt on, hat on, the flag on the car. Like um, when you see that, like, what are your thoughts? Like when you see the flag continuously on a day, like how does it, like do you feel a part of it? It doesn't. Okay, so I'll give you my perspective. Yeah. One time they asked me to work Australia Day. I was working with ABC News and my job was to be the photographer and my photo went national on the whole yeah. website and I got this beautiful photo of this young African family that just moved to Perth. Yeah. And everything you're describing, the little flags, almost an Australian dress they were wearing yeah. because they come here and that's what is shoved down their throats. Right. Yeah, yeah. And they don't know any different. Right, right. They kind of change their life. Yeah. And from that day, when I saw how many Australian flags there were, that short welcome to country was their only taste for the whole ceremony. And I felt like it was just compulsory box ticking. Mm. And that's what made me not feel a part of it. Yeah. I felt, I felt like me and uncle were the only two kind of, looking at each other like we didn't want to be there. Yeah. It was a weird feeling surrounded by people who were so, so excited to be there Yeah, on that day. But it's interesting that day too because, mm. like, 
for those mob that became citizens that day, it's a big day for them. It's a you know huge day. Like mm. to them, that's like, this is mm. Australia Day. I became an Australian citizen. Like I understand that. Let's have a real conversation about changing the date. Jack, do you feel like we should just abolish it straight out? What do you reckon? Do we need a date to celebrate? No, nah, because celebrating any date is capitulating to their to their calendar. I got my own calendar system, and it's based on the seasons. Yeah, every single day we we run by we we run by their calendar is a day where we're supporting their systems and they're supporting their ideologies, which have got us into this mess. And that's at the root of you know everything. You know, the my mantra. You know, this this system that got us into this mess isn't going to be the system that gets us out. And so, you know, there's not a single date or day, you know, in those indicators of that rotation around the sun where there hasn't been a massacre on our country. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing, there's not a single day where we could, you know, celebrate without that being contradictory mm-hmm. um, in any way, shape or form. Do you feel like it just depends what we're celebrating to? Like, what are we trying to celebrate here? Do you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah, you if got it. If it was inclusive you, you about something. On that. Well, that's, that's the thing. Like, nah, nah. just changing the that's, date that's the doesn't thing. do like, anything. It doesn't do anything because Australia, as I was saying before, our kids are still getting stolen. Mm-hmm. Our land's getting raped. The waters are getting more polluted every single day. You can't even swim in the river anymore, mm-hmm. let alone drink from it. You know, why did your country, rural area, that was known for its sweet water, and now what? You can't even can't even eat the crabs or the mussels that are in the water. You'll be sick because uh, it's been so so polluted. Mm. So what what are we celebrating? And it's just you know we've we've had these discussions and we've we've come to this uh, this disagreement. And I think you know you look all around Australia, all the invasion day celebrations or protests, um, they all say abolish the date. So the general consensus is in um, from those radical mob that have. Um, been talking and been fighting and been resisting every single day. Um, there's, there's not a date where we can all come together. It's, you know, that's the bust we, out. Me, me and you always talk about it, Jack, right? Is like doing doing the, the the least possible amount of work you can do to, to change it, to do something, right? And mm-hmm. to them, to them that's exactly. the day. Like, yeah. what's, the, what's the, least, mm-hmm. the least amount of what we can do? We'll do that. We'll look at maybe changing the day. You know what I mean? And that's that's the crux of the problem, giving them the power to, to do that. To decide. You know, yeah. the power. Exactly. And it's where, where our energy goes. And it's just white people, they're just never going to get it. They would drop on us, hey, let's change it to May 8th. Yeah. May 8th. Mate, yeah. That's how they're not listening. Like, let's be straight out. Let's be serious. Yeah. I've seen that. And yeah, I've seen that. You know, like, and it's conversation that they think is going to change anything. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, so obviously it's a divisive uh, topic, and and a lot of people have a lot of different views. And I feel like anyone that's opposed to it, but doesn't want to celebrate it, wants to change. Some people want to change the date. Some people want to abolish it. Some people want to have a completely different celebration. If you're not for it, they're not listening to you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and like I said, the 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 biggest question is, what are we, what are we celebrating? Like, what the fuck are we celebrating? No one knows. Mm. Because you ask a million people, they'll be like, it's the day we were founded. No, it's not. Uh, it's the day we were independent. No, it's not. Like, what are we celebrating? Like, what is the point of the day? Is the point to celebrate unity? Because we're not doing it. Well, let, let's come back to education. Right. I feel like 
a lot of us have gone to school. So a lot I of get, us have I gone really to university. Too, sorry. Mm-hmm. No, it's, <laughs> it's wonderful. I love that fire. That's what we're here to do. We we get pushed into these circles where we have to have these conversations. And now I feel like we're tired of talking. The yeah. energy is just not there anymore. Mm. Once you start having the same conversations for 20 years, we're literally getting to that point now, 20 years of conversating the same thing. Mm. People are getting sick and tired of it. Mm. Emil, what do you really feel? Like, do you feel like we need to abolish it to move forward and maybe create like let's say a new day, but also acknowledge what happened on survival day. Mm. I think that's a very good question. I think before when I was mentioning that when we had the other yarn, I was, okay, we have like the, I guess the quote unquote option um, uh, here is like, we have one side, there's a book like one option, change the date, the other option, abolish the date. What I was thinking a lot in depth about particularly um, the notion of change the date. And we mentioned before, like um, if we do change it, what does that signify? And if we have it, like um at all what does that signify and who's celebrating this day and i think uh, i don't i did <clears throat> i do weirdly navigate a lot with um with australia day in the, in the sense that because it's such a because it's like a huge event and like the whole country basically is um is celebrating um what it means to be australian like whatever it means um <laughs> to them <laughs> uh i think it's it's and it, one thing i think it creates for a lot of people as well um if they if they are not a part if they are if they choose they do if they're navigating um a uh, way into not celebrating it i think they have to one thing they really have to deal with is weirdly enough i feel like a really um strong sense of fomo in a way like you know when you don't get invited to a house party or any sort of event where your mates are and you want to go to whatever um, hang out and all that jazz it's really really amplified in australia because it's like the freaking whole country every human yeah. being on this freaking um continent is like yeah we'll source, source, like let's celebrate um being australian you know whatever that means for them and I think like <clears throat> navigating that, so where I'm sort of getting at is that it's trying, I'm trying to give a lot of context to um, for my answer, which is that um, I don't uh, alluding to the fact that uh, alluding to the idea, I'm alluding to the notion that why this day is so divisive. It's like I think it, well, let's look at that word divisive for a second. It's dividing one group of people on one side, group of people on the other side. And if you're on either side, I think particularly if you're not an Australian, if you celebrate Australia, I think okay. This is divisive for me. What's why, why is it divisive? Why do I stand there proud beating my chest for Australia Day? Like, why am I doing this? And I think, um, and okay, cool. I'm doing it because of these reasons. I feel like it represents me. I feel like, you know, um, uh, with the plethora of reasons I'm not indigenous, so I don't, I can't comment on why people would think what they think. So, and I think, okay, cool. Like, I think all these, these things, um, they're not invalid. They're just my opinion, my experience as a human being. <laughs> okay, now let's look at the opposite end. All these bunch of, there's a whole group of indigenous people who are like saying abolish today, change it, whatever they're saying. What's, I'll try, let me try my hardest to understand the basis of their reason behind why they do that, um, why they're doing what they're doing. Okay, now I've been trying to, and I think that that's going to take a while and a lot of discussing if you are somebody who's navigating that. It's a lot of investment. Yeah, it's a lot of investment. Can I just add to, yeah, I, and maybe I'm just boxing them in too, but I feel like sometimes like they don't even have a reason yeah. why they don't want to change the date. Yeah. It's just fuck you. Though. Yeah. It's just like, oh, and I think one thing I do think it is it's just like, it feels like it's, it's everything that they feel is represented by that is getting taken away from them. Mm-hmm. And I think they don't know. I think it's, it's not just like, oh, they're taking away our 
whatever they think they just get taken away from them. They're taking away the name of my cheese. Yeah, name of my cheese. Fucking <laughs> stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like they're losing. Yeah, and I think, and I think, um, and I think maybe like, what are they losing? And do they, you know, like even if they are losing something, what is that something? And do they have any ownership over it? What that something is? Mm. And I think what right do they have to celebrate that something? Should they celebrate it? And why? Yeah, why are they celebrating it? And I think um, in regards to um, shifting of the day, I was mentioning before, who's celebrating it and why they're celebrating it. And I think because for me, <clears throat> at least the more and more discussions I've been just thinking the other day, literally about like why um, why were, you know, the indigenous people are very proud of like NATO week in particular or survival day or sorry day and all that jazz. Mm. And I think it's because of we, we like the, like the literally fucking DNA flowing through all of our, um, in our blood right now is like from the ancestors who like <clears throat> and people who survived like this mm. freaking wild time of colonization, particularly in um in the in the in the early, early days. And I think that's really why we have this really strong sense of pride. But and it's strange as well because there are a lot of other different contexts as well in throughout the world, like where a lot of people celebrate that survival as well. Like, you know, in America, like Independence Day, everyone's like, Yeah, also we we fought off the um the English and we have like um we have this land which Weirdly enough, because they like invented like the native people over there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, using that in a sense, and I think that's it's 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 like the Australian people they don't have that. I think like mm-hmm. no, sorry, not Australian, but non-native Australians. I think that's not. It's a, it's a, it's a um, at least whatever they use, um, they may have. I guess for their context, I don't know because I'm not speaking to one at the moment. But um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, yeah, I think it's, I think. I'm still sort of navigating what I think it means to um, quote unquote abolish the date and change the date. So I think um, um, what I guess I want people to set, to think about the most is why are they doing what they're doing? And do they just want to like hit the piss with the boys in the squad and just have a sick time with the hottest 100 for a second anymore because they change <laughs> when they're going to set Shout out to George for that. <laughs> um, yeah, do they like, or they just, yeah, as I mentioned before, like do they just want to, and it's so funny because it's literally like, in the last like week or so, I was yawning with some mob, and they were just like, "Oh no, I think it should." Like, I don't want to miss out, and I'm just like, "Like, there it is. Like, it's just yeah. scary missing out." Like, yeah. it's like, I'm like, it's just like, dude, like, there's literally, like, you can literally go out clubbing in the piss with the boys or whoever, like, literally weekly. Yeah, like any why, day. Yeah, any day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I think it's just that idea of just missing out because everyone else is doing it. Yeah, yeah. and I think um. Yeah, that's sort of, sort of roughly where I'm at. That's crazy, though. Mm. Well, I just wanted to quickly chip in and talk yeah, about, I guess, the people on the other side of the fence mm. because we come from our perspective where we think, geez, well, we can't really even see how people can celebrate it because we're so in our beliefs. Yeah. I'm going to read you a quote right now from someone and I'm going to get you to guess who it is. Okay. Okay. The first person to tell me who it is gets an extra, extra solid present. Oh, all right. Let's go. I'm going to read you the quote. Jack, are you listening to it? Yep. Yep. When those 12 ships turned up in Sydney all those years ago, it wasn't a particularly flash day for those people on those vessels either. (laughs) What that day to this demonstrates is how far we've come as a country and I think that's why it's important to market in that way. Uh, so 
afraid of offending any person on the far right. Guess who that was? That's our Prime Minister, right? That's Scott Morrison. That is our Prime Minister, Scott Morrison. I've never eye-rolled so hard, but I'll tell you the truth, like, I feel I'm about to flip the whole way around, like detach from my fucking head and just end up back around the right way. But I just don't get it. Like, like I said, I said to you before, like reading that and he just, he's got no clue. Like, and it, it, it shows that he doesn't speak to an Indigenous person mm. regularly. He doesn't have an Indigenous perspective around him anywhere. Like he's not connected at all. You know what I'm saying? And for someone that runs this country, not saying that he needs to have a black person following around and just giving perspectives all the time, but surely you want to understand what makes up your country. And like, he just got no clue. Like, I've, yeah, I've never, I haven't felt that disappointed with something being said from the person that leads our country for a long time. And to provide some context on why that comment was given. It was given in response to Cricket Australia making a decision to ban Australia Day from January 26, and they have basically put on three games on January 26, and every team is going to have Aboriginal uh, kit out, I guess you could yeah. say. So they're trying to make a statement, and that was the kickback from our Prime Minister. Mm. That's the kickback that everyone who tries to put a step in the right direction gets because people are too uncomfortable to include everyone or to listen to a different perspective. Yeah. Bro, like, it's so hard, man, because, like, honestly, oh. Jack, does that make you proper what? <laughs> You're probably busting himself right now on mute. Nah, well, it doesn't doesn't get me wild. It's just it's disappointing. It's, you know, it's just so normal. It's, it's not yeah. disappointing at all. It is what it is. It is who he is. It is what he represents. It's you're not surprised. White, white supremacy. It's just like, and um, you know, it's 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 we're just desensitized to it because we've been going through it for 250 years. This is what colonization represents, and Australia is colonization um so the fact that you know people are even getting shocked at this you know even mm. even rolling our eyes um <laughs> it's just what to expect um so, from what so dismissive brass he's so dismissive of like everything we've been through like mm. to, to to well they they don't want to know they don't want to know and they'll never they'll never they'll never want to know yeah this is this is the system and this is what this is what it's supposed to do mm. um and this is what we're. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> so that's, that's my yoga Keely over there. Um, <laughs> but yeah. No, I 100% agree with her too, to be honest with you. That energy, like. It's a complete waste of breath. We've had these conversations and we've come to our decisions. Yeah. Um, and we, we, we know what to expect from white people. So the conversations we have, are, we, are they going to be going around in circles talking about the same things that we already know or are we going to have productive ones mm. that will, you know, might be fruitful just to, to something that might catalyze something, you know, empower us or lead to some innovation in how we do our things um, and lead some systemic change, you know, for the next generation. Meaningful change, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think 
And it's like, well, why why would we even consider their perspective? Like, we, what's the point? We've, we've considered their perspective for way too long. As I was saying before, as soon as they came down that river and we saw that they were sick and we looked after them, we cared for them too much then and we care for them too much now. It's just, what's what's the point? What are we trying to achieve? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, no, I really, really agree with the vibe of a lot of this energy that we just spoke about just then. I think um, it's really interesting to, um, about what, uh, what that sort of, um, what that represented in, in, in that statement saying like it wasn't a particularly tough time for those people in those um, 12 ships as well. And I just looked at it. And I was just like, is this bloke like taking the piss? <laughs> like, fucking like, oh, it's just, did he just like, does he just like post up against the experience of these particular sailors or people in this vessel up against like the entire experience of like the indigenous people of Australia and like look at him and contrast and be like, oh, I'm thinking it wasn't that dissimilar. Yeah. I was just like, what the fuck is this dude doing? Like in this one statement, did he just like, he like, tried to. Yeah, he tried to. <laughs> that's that's honestly how I felt, and I was just like, "That's where my eye roll came." Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Like, yeah. And I think, um, and I guess it's 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 very. I guess one thing that's more, um, I guess from Jack's perspective, it's not alarming for him, because um, we like it's just because um, yeah, we we're all aware. But I think making that statement from the position that he is in in yeah. such a public manner. Got everyone just to be like, at least give people a perspective like us who were just like, bro, like this bloke for real? Like, yeah. like, it wasn't a particularly tough time for them as well. It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I think it's really important that we need to hold our leaders to account, mm. especially when they're not re- representing what we need as a nation. Mm. Um, he's, he's, he's not my leader. <laughs> he's, not, he's not our leader. I'm not claiming him. He's not, he's not leading me in any direction. And that's where we hold the power. Where are we giving our power? We hope you have a wonderful night. Come back for episode two. We're going to have some more deadly things to talk about. Until then, Kyla Wonk, speak soon. Love you, Mom.